0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Mr. Maxwell podcast. So, I want to take a break from my Autism and Friendships series. I will conclude part two next week, but since it's the end of the year, or really this went at this point, the beginning of the year 2023, I wanted to take a moment and kind of reflect upon last year and talk about kind of my goals, what I've accomplished, what's left unaccomplished and just generally my thoughts and reflections on the year. My birthday and New Year's, the two main times I take—I really sit down and seriously reflect upon my life and where I'm going, how my life is trending. And I think it's important to have times of the year to reflect upon our progress and our life and where we're going. Even if not a lot is happening, taking the time to intentionally think about our lives I don't know i think it's very valuable um i can't remember which greek philosopher said the unexamined life is not worth living i feel like it was either aristotle or socrates but i could be completely wrong but i feel like it was one of them and i do think it's important to examine our lives and think about where things are going and think about how things are going so that's what we're gonna do today and like i said i'll conclude part two of autism and friendships next week hopefully at least that's the plan anyway so when i sit down to think about the previous year i'll usually try to find some like kind of reflection questions journal prompt style questions and then i kind of tweak them and add more information as i see fit and i use this when i meet with my brother-in-law we meet once a year around around new year's either the 30th the 31st the first to do just this we sit down and we share about how things are going in our careers and our families our roles as husbands and fathers and our personal goals and desires for our lives and it kind of it's a little bit of accountability you know just that you're gonna answer to somebody you're gonna talk to somebody else about your life and what you're doing with it. And they're gonna remember bits of it and throughout the year might check in on you. And I don't know, it's it's very enjoyable and it's a, really, it's a great ritual, it's a great tradition. We've been doing it for, gosh, I feel like we've been doing it for like a decade now. It's been a long time. Anyway, and so what I shared with him is what I'm gonna share with you guys today. So the first thing I, I reflected on were the the important goals, the milestones that I achieved creatively in my creative endeavors. That is my podcast, um, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, painting, designing things, things like that. And for me, I set lifetime records, personal records, you know. So again, there are creators and creatives who are doing way more than I would ever do but for something that really is a passion project, I've been very excited about my progress. I set a goal for a, um, gaining 35, a total of 35,000 followers in TikTok. I'm currently at 45. I wanted to get at least 100 followers in YouTube, um, which I know is like crazy small. But to get to 250 was really awesome. And I had a desire. I wanted to reach 1,000 Um, followers on Instagram. I'm currently at about 1400, I believe. And again, none of these goals, I mean, there are people out there who are completely destroying, you know, my current, where I'm at. But when we set our own goals, we set them to be achievable. And again, and sometimes with things like this, I can't really force things, things to happen. I can't force people to follow me, but I kept working on my content, kept trying to pay attention to what provided value, to what entertained, to what was meaningful to others. And I hope, I hope that that's the reason for this growth is that I'm producing something of value because I'm not making any money doing this currently. Um, You know, it's just a way for me to get my message out to the world, a way for me to express myself creatively in a meaningful way. And so it's just been so exciting that to see that I am actually building a virtual tribe of people who get me and who like what I create and who understand my weird approach to life and to the world. So it's just been very exciting to to see that and to see that engagement and see that growth uh, with my creative projects. Uh, I would say my biggest career accomplishment as a teacher, as an educator in the field of education of the year, um, I think it's a tie between discovering the connection between my teaching methods and executive function training and selling my well first art commission which has nothing to do with teaching so my biggest one as far as education was i had been recently researching about executive function and all the different ways that it impacts our lives and the different ways it needs to be developed and recognizing some of the things that i had been doing in the classroom that have been very effective and recognizing the connection between the way i teach and training for executive function and it's just like the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of something it's like when you see in a movie somebody's mining for gold and that one chip of rock comes away and there's that tiny glint of gold that thin vein of gold present in the rock and the miner gets all excited because they know their work is going somewhere And they know they still have a lot of work to do. There's going to be a lot of digging, a lot of extracting that still needs to happen before the big payoff. But there's confirmation that they're moving in the right direction. And this realization was that, that confirmation for me, that something about the way I teach is effective. And it's not just my personality or my creativity, but there's something real in the way I do things. And so over the next few years, it's going to be a lot of work further extracting my methods and understanding them and maybe one day I will be able to actually teach my methods to others in a way that makes sense maybe even write a book who knows or maybe I'll just understand who I am as a teacher better which is also a great thing but that other thing selling my first art commission that was a huge deal I honestly that was something that I never thought would happen I mean I love creating things and I love every now and then painting art but for someone to come to me and say hey i want this and i want you to make it for me and i will pay you to do it um it was the greatest compliment of my life it was a friend of mine and to me like most of my friends like they kind of you know they, they, they like what i do they might admire it they might say something nice about it but rarely if ever do my friends actually express a desire to own anything that I create, whether it's painting sneakers or, you know, painting art. And so, you know, like, you know, when I had friends who actually wanted me to paint sneakers then that was a huge, that made me, it was so exciting. And then to have a friend want a piece of art from me, you know, to actually have a, a, a painting, you know, original work of mine was, it was a big deal it was a big deal and it was one of the highlights of my year um as as far as relationships go the um the big the highlight relationship wise for me this year was making two friends that in categories that i don't really have a lot of friends in um one was making a friend with someone who is autistic like i am and that was very exciting um to make friends with an adult who is you know is diagnosed autistic and sharing and talking about sensory issues and you know and what we struggle with and noticing and discussing our similarities and our differences uh, really really um confirming that statement that when you meet one person with autism you meet one person with autism um and it was just really exciting you know to talk i mean because it's it's autism is a hard to topic to talk about because I tend to mask my autistic traits a lot because most people I don't feel like they're safe um, in the sense that like I don't feel like it's safe for me to be my autistic self around them because I'm worried about them either making fun of me or that they will begin to see me as incompetent just because I stim or have sensory issues that I'm not you know a complete adult or something like that and so I tend to hide that Which then, of course, turns into when I do talk about it and saying, well, you don't seem autistic. And it's like, well, no, I don't, because I'm not sharing my true self with you, to be honest with you. Um, And I don't say that because I'm pretty sure that would be considered rude. And it's not really meant in a rude way. The reality is just everybody can't quite handle that. Anyway, so that was really exciting. And then making friends with a person who's black like me um that's another area where because i'm so weird and i'm so awkward i have i have a hard time making friends in general and for some reason i have a very hard time making friends with other people who are black like i am um it i know i and some of the reasons i've been told is because of my voice because of the way i talk because of my interests because of my musical and movie interests um I just don't fit the expectation, I guess, I don't know. Um, And so that's always been kind of a sad thing for me in the back of my head that, you know, I don't have a lot of friends who are black because I just felt kind of rejected by the black community in a lot of ways. And so it's led to me just not trying anymore. I mean, I've spent years just not even trying anymore because I just got tired of being told how weird I was and how I wasn't really black and blah, blah, So. Those are So it was nice. Those are both two really nice things for me in my life. Oh, wow. Just peeling back the kimono and showing my awkward, sad things. Anyway, um, I would say the most enjoyable part of my work, both in the classroom and online, was hearing from students, parents, and my followers that what I do is making a difference in people's lives and that I'm inspiring others to live meaningful lives. Um, Having parents thank me, having students thank me, having people message me. Um, I just want to thank all of you for showing me that me sharing my stories, um, sharing my awkward moments, my embarrassing moments, I mean, it can be difficult to be this vulnerable publicly. But my goal is not self-pity. It's not for you guys to feel sorry for me because I have a chronic illness or because I'm autistic or because I have a hard time making friends. But my goal is to show that There are so many positives to my life as well because I do have friends. Yes, I struggle to make friends, but the friends I do have mean so much to me. And, you know, and to have a spouse, my wife is completely on my side and supportive and that my work supports me the best they can. Um, They really try to accommodate me in every way possible. And that means a lot because there are plenty of people in my situation who don't do anything whose people don't do anything to help and support them. And I do have that. So I hope that that comes through, that when I share my low moments, that that's not where I stay. I'm just being honest that there are low moments. But overall, I am blessed and my life is good. And I'm thankful that I'm able to bless others with my life as well. Um, An area where I feel like I've made the biggest improvement is recognizing that good is perfectly fine. And that I don't need to swing for great every time. And that's hard for me because I want to be perfect. I want everything to be flawless that I do. But recognizing that I'm not going to make any progress if I wait for perfection. Take this podcast the audio is not always perfect, my scripts aren't always written out perfectly. But the goal is to do my best to consistently create because that's how I grow. And that's why you get better. And I want to encourage you as well, if there are things that you're wanting to do, if a blog you want to start, a podcast you want to start, classes you want to take, a new career field you want to embark onto, into, um, I'd recommend go for it, you know, take managed risks, I believe is a phrase I was taught, you know, don't, don't bet the house, you know, necessarily, but you know, it's okay to bet a little embarrassment, you know, you might Post a video that's stupid or your podcast might sound dumb initially, but on the positive side, not a lot of people are gonna watch or listen to it at first. I mean, I still have a pretty small podcast audience, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Um, and you guys give me the courage to keep going, but at the same time, I'm not worried about millions of people, you know, saying, Oh my goodness, this podcast is terrible. You know. Don't be afraid to start small, I guess what I'm saying, and, and it's okay if things are good. And sometimes it's okay if things are good enough, so long as it's your best. That's what matters. Good enough isn't even the question. The question is, did you do the best you could with what you had and the time given to you? And after that, that's all you can do. The rest is out, it's out of your hands. Uh, One of the most challenging parts of this year for me was filming myself in public. I have started making a few TikToks, um, recording some YouTube footage out in the world, uh, whether it's at the library or walking down the street. And I've mostly been sticking with, you know, not very crowded areas because I'm still very self-conscious, even though nobody cares. Honestly, no one cares. But... I'm working on that. My goal is to get to a point where I could film myself in front of a crowd of people and just not let that stop me. That's the goal. But I'm making progress. I'm making progress. Um, My most valuable relationship continues to be my wife. Um, Seriously. She is the absolute best. Um, She is the only person I can be a thousand percent. My ultimate self, awkward, weird, annoying, obnoxious, everything in between. Um, and she just accepts me. And it's been that way from day one. When we were just friends. Um, I never understood why. I still don't understand why. She has accepted me or decided to accept me. But she has and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, someone I got to know bet- better this year. I would say my children. Um, it can be... It's weird. I You spend every day you see your children, every day I see them, but to get to know them, to understand them takes time, and it takes effort, it takes work, and it takes intentionality, especially right now as I'm battling a chronic illness, as I'm, you know, trying to balance work and fatigue and all of this, it takes a little bit of extra effort to spend time with them, and there are some days, some weeks, to be honest with you, where I don't do a great job of that, of reaching out to them and initiating time with them and that's something that i've improved upon a little bit this year that i'm very proud of but it's something that i still need to work on to be the best father for them that i can be uh let's see here uh my single biggest time waster in life this past year was reading infinite jest by david foster wallace um I know he's this great author and everybody, a lot of people love his work and it's held up as a classic. I hated the book, didn't even finish it. It drove me insane. Um And maybe that was the intention of the book, but I got about halfway through it. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> uh The biggest surprise of 2022 was discovering that two different colleges wanted me for a PhD candidate. Um It was, you know interviewing with these schools and sharing why I wanted to get my doctorate and what I was after and being told, you are exactly the kind of candidate that we want. Um, That was very exciting. Um, I was kind of floored by that. I didn't think that was going to happen. And actually got to tour one of the schools, William Mary School of Education. And it is an understatement to say that I long to go there and study and pursue my PhD. However, that is connected with my, um, greatest, uh, disappointment of the year, because it was that I'm not able to pursue my PhD right now. Um, I just can't afford to stop working completely and pursue that. And even with, um, financial aid options, it's still not enough to replace my income and put my family in a really bad state. So... I stand by my decision not to pursue it, but it was still a very, it was a huge disappointment, and I'm hoping to find a way somewhere down the road to do that because my best memory of the year was touring William Mary School of Education and just kind of indulging in that dream for a little bit of becoming a PhD candidate. Uh, So the three words that I would use to describe the year 2022 would be decline, disappointment, and discovery. Uh, my health is declining, not rapidly, but it's getting a little, you know, everything's just becoming a little bit more difficult. Um, so that's kind of, you know, something I'm kind of concerned with, but again, I'm working with my doctors and hopefully we're gonna find um, a solid path forward. Um disappointment again not being able to apply for the phd program after learning that i'm the kind of candidate that william mary wants and uh so that was kind of difficult that was a big disappointment but then with those came discovery because i feel like i'm discovering new and better ways to create and inspire others and finding new meaningful ways of self-expression and discovering better ways you know from getting a new microphone for My podcast to getting a camera for my YouTube videos, Um, and that discovery has been great, and it's just breathed life into my life, if you will. So, the word I would use for 2023 is evolution, and I say that because I do feel like as I've had to make adjustments with my health, and finally recognizing that I really do have to make permanent changes, not temporary changes to how I do things, that leads to an evolution, to evolving in how I create, how I look at my career and my goals. And so my desire for 2023 is to discover what the next stage of my evolution is and lean into it. So wherever life is about to take me next, instead of fighting it, instead of resting against it, I just want to run with it. Whatever, wherever it goes, whatever that means for me, I want to embrace the next season and just get the most out of it. Just wring every ounce of life out of whatever stage life puts me in. Make the most of it and find a way to inspire myself and inspire others through it. All right, friends, so this is a bit of a longer episode than normal, but that's my reflections on 2022, and I would love to hear from you. You could find me on TikTok or Instagram at Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. That's also my username on YouTube. My YouTube channel is simply Mr. Maxwell, and I would love to hear from you on any of those platforms. And for now, it is time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. Cheers.